I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Item number SCP-7090 Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures SCP-7090 is to be housed according to standard protocols for potentially radioactive humanoids. Periodic medical examination is permitted for the purpose of data collection. Description SCP-7090 is a 27-year-old human female whose cranial cavity contains an object resembling a miniature star. The anomaly was discovered when the individual presented itself to a medical facility suffering symptoms of a mild thalamic stroke. Initial imaging results were assumed to be due to malfunctioning equipment. When further imaging sessions returned abnormal results, physicians began to discuss investigative surgery. By this time, a Foundation plant had become aware of the situation and the individual was taken into Foundation custody with facility personnel amnesticized as appropriate. The Foundation's own medical imaging returned similar abnormal results. As such, the decision was made to proceed with surgery. At first, the individual's skull appeared to contain a featureless black void. However, endoscopy revealed a small but intense source of broad-spectrum electromagnetic radiation, located slightly toward the front of the cranium. No evidence of this radiation was detectable from outside the cranial cavity, including from outside the surgical aperture. After subsequent investigations confirmed no further anomalous properties, the individual was moved to its current containment location for long-term monitoring. Additional data. Level 3. 7090 eyes only. The patient, a 27-year-old female presented with unusual cranial imaging, Later confirmed by anomalous endoscopy results showing a mostly empty skull with a small light source in the mid-front of the cavity in the approximate location of the thalamus. The patient is in generally good health with slightly elevated blood pressure. The patient displayed a modest anxiety and the usual mild distrust, but also an uncommon sense of relief. The patient is released and cleared for further surgery. Multiple theories were initially advanced concerning the radiation source in the individual's skull. However, high-resolution spectroscopy yielded an unexpectedly specific result. The object's spectral signature was identical to that of the sun. 
At this time, another set of important data was in the process of being uncovered. Parallel to initial surgery, Foundation Space Monitoring facilities had recorded the manifestation and demanifestation of a very small metallic object just within the boundary of Mercury's orbit. The significance of this detection was initially missed, and the discovery given its own status as a minor anomaly. An analysis crawler deep dive of Foundation databases later flagged this event as having happened at the same time the individual was being surgically examined. It was then discovered that the manifestation and demanifestation of the object corresponded exactly with the insertion and retraction of the endoscope within the individual's skull. Multiple experiments were subsequently authorized to investigate the anomaly further. A summary of some significant results follows. Experiment 7090-2 Hypothesis The individual's cognitive function is unaffected by objects passing through its skull boundary. Procedure Surgical probes were carefully introduced across the individual's skull boundary while it was conscious and unsedated. Note, the individual had consented to this procedure. Results No object passing through the boundary of the individual's skull seemed to affect its cognition. Similarly, no pain was reported. Experiment 7090-05-06 Hypothesis Objects cannot pass from the inner solar system to outside the boundary of the individual's skull. Procedure. A small, approximately 10 millimeter diameter foundation location transmitter was sent on a slow course out of the inner solar system. Results. The transmitter did not emerge from the individual's skull. Additionally, the object could not be directly detected within the individual's skull. This is likely due to the corresponding size of the transmitter at that scale being smaller than the Planck length. Experiment 7090-06-12 Hypothesis Objects emerge within the inner solar system at a location that corresponds to their insertion into the individual's skull. Procedure A surgical probe 50 millimeters in diameter was introduced into the individual's skull. Its emergence point within the inner solar system was then triangulated. Results. The object emerged in the hypothesized location. This was the final experiment in the EXP 7090-06 series. This series yielded two major results. One, objects inserted into the individual skull emerge at their correct size relative to the inner solar system, rather than the much larger size expected if they were scaled relative to the individual skull. Two, the emergence of said objects maps to the theoretical center of their insertion point. Toward the end of the initial experiment battery, Dr. Alexandria Zheng, a specialist on anomalous space-time phenomena, was solicited for assistance with interpreting the results. To this end, 
An interview was scheduled with Dr. Zhang, SCP-7090, and the anomaly's lead investigator, Dr. Treasure Beluko. Excerpt from Medical Interview INT 7090-23 Personnel Treasurer Luco, MD Alexandria Zheng, PhD and SCP-7090 Okay, Danya, this is my colleague Dr. Zheng SCP-7090 Good afternoon Oh, my name's Danya this is an official interdepartmental record. I'm afraid I have to refer to you by your ID number. Ah, uh, okay. I mean no personal offense. It's simply a requirement of our procedures. I understand, I guess. Thank you. So, we understand a lot more about you than when you first came here. One recent experiment series has been particularly revealing. You may recall that Dr. Aluko recently put a large number of probes into your head. No offense, but that's like every other experiment. <laughs> I'm not even awake for most of them. This would be Series 6. Yes, thank you. Series 6. The surgeons made a lot of small probe entries into your skull to confirm a theory we have about your brain. Okay. What's the theory? That it isn't actually there. <laughs> Wait, are, are you, are you serious? We are completely serious. Your brain, if you even have one, is imperceptible to us. I see. Um, okay. So, I don't even have a brain? We may just never be able to detect it or it may be somewhere outside your skull. We're not sure yet. Exactly. SCP-7090... How is that even possible? Do you have any knowledge that might be relevant here? Um, are you asking me if I know where my brain is at? Essentially, yes. That is correct. Um, well, I guess, no. No. Until I wound up in this place, I just thought it was in my head. Like, you know, like everyone else. I'm never getting out of here, am I? Oh, I- Unlikely, I'm afraid. Or, at least not for a long time. Your situation is very unusual, and we have to keep the safety of the public in mind. You have what appears to be a radiation source within your skull. That could be dangerous for you and everyone around you. Oh. Honestly, I'm kind of okay with it. Well, I'm glad to hear that. As am I, though frankly, also surprised. Well, I mean, as soon as I found out my head was all weird, I had this feeling this was like that secret government department that covers up all that kind of stuff. Am I right? We, uh... It's all right. I know you're probably not allowed to tell me. We operate under a strict need-to-know basis. That's all I can tell you at this time. But, honestly though, I wasn't doing so good before you guys found me. I was kinda between homes, I guess. I got in some trouble with my family a year something ago, and 
and I wasn't really hanging out with the best people, and I mean, I mean, I get a bed here. I get a roof here. <laughs> I get food here, you know? You guys look after me pretty good. Even leave me alone most of the time. Danya, we... I think that's everything we have for you today, SCP-7090. Thank you. Oh, um, all right. The patient is recovering from surgery, and the scalp is healing well. Cranial healing is more concerning. The patient's cranial bone shows longer healing times the more surgeries we perform. L4 has proposed more experiments, but I have concerns for patient welfare both physically and psychologically. The patient discovering their own anomalous nature had a negative impact on observed and reported well-being. The patient displays symptoms of depression as well as repeatedly questioning their sense of self. My concerns have been elevated with no response forthcoming thus far. Further data. Level 4. 7090 eyes only. Warning. Level 4. 7090 clearance. Cognito hazard enforced beyond this point. Recall the counter meme to continue. Thank you for reauthenticating. Clearance verification successful. Welcome back, Doctor. Item number. SCP-7090 Object Class Keter Special Containment Procedures SCP-7090-A is to be housed according to standard protocols for potentially radioactive humanoids. Periodic medical examination is permitted for the purpose of data collection. At this time, SCP-7090-B is effectively contained in place, subject to monitoring. Description SCP-7090-A is a 27-year-old human female whose cranial cavity acts as a wormhole to the area around Sol, the star at the center of our planetary system. More background on Dash A's discovery and on initial experimental results can be found in the Level 3 version of this file. Information concerning Dash B is restricted to Level 5 and Level 47090 only. Experimental process continued from Level 3 file. After previous experiments had concentrated on the skull space boundary, Further experiments were conducted to ascertain the nature and, if any, location of the individual's brain. An initial hypothesis involved calculating the exact geometric center of the individual's skull and mapping that to an inner solar system location. 
if the effect the individual skull had on surgical probes had also manifested internally, and the brain had somehow survived the process, it was theorized that the individual's brain would be found at the calculated coordinates. Initial attempts to examine this location were hindered by solar flares and other regular solar activity spikes. This led to significant increases in sensor refinement, in particular, to cancel out the effects of the solar background. However, regardless of the amount of electromagnetic noise removed from the signal background, the individual's brain could not be located in the calculated region of space. The patient's mental health continues to decline. There is a marked uptick in depression symptoms. L4 recommended amnestics. I'm not certain about the efficacy in regards to the unknown nature of the patient's brain, if existent, or about the ethical suitability. Several further proposals to determine the status and or location of the individual's brain were put forward over the course of the next several months. A summary of these proposals and their associated outcomes follows. Proposal 7090B1, Brain Still in Skull Cavity. Analysis was performed on readings taken during previous experiments on the individual, as well as some new readings from a surgery session arranged for this specific purpose. The presence of a biological brain sharing the skull with the wormhole could not be directly determined. The neural tissues in the spinal column appeared to cleanly terminate at the base of the skull with no apparent effect on neurological processes. Proposal 7090B2, brain does not exist. With the individual's consent, testing was performed to measure and determine electrical signals in the upper spinal column in response to various forms of movement and stimuli. The electrical responses observed were consistent with those when a brain is present. In particular, the signals for movement were observed to originate at the apparent terminus of the upper spinal column in a manner suggesting transmission from a brain that would normally be directly connected. Overall, evidence suggested strongly the existence of a functioning biological brain, although the location remained unknown. Proposal 7090B3 brain distributed throughout body. With the individual's consent, surgical investigation was made into various parts of its body. No evidence of displaced neurological tissue was found. Proposal 7090B4, brain located at other point on earth. Denied due to budgetary issues, Dr. Aluko filed appeal citing prior extensive use of high-value space-based assets. The appeal was denied based on the assets already being in place for other Foundation work, and that SCP-7090 associated upgrades also assisted that work. Dr. Aluko filed a second appeal, which was given a final denial based on prior ruling. Proposal 7090B-5, brain located at other point in solar system. 
denied due to budgetary issues. Dr. Aluko filed an appeal, citing the same rationale for the last appeal, availability of foundation space-based assets. The appeal was denied due to changing priorities of space-based assets. Dr. Aluko filed a second appeal. The appeal was given a final denial based on prior ruling and budgetary policy changes. Dr. Aluko was also notified that no more proposals to locate the individual's brain would be accepted due to reallocation of budgetary resources. No more attempts were made to identify or locate the individual's brain for several months. The budget was denied to investigate the location of the cerebrum slash cerebellum. The suspected reason is lack of concern for the patient's mental health needs, despite the patient's mental health reaching a new low. More requests for wormhole experiments from L4 arrived today. The budget presumably satisfactory for this purpose. I am running out of options, but I have one last thing to try. As a last resort, Dr. Aluko requested another analysis crawler run, which would draw from her general department budget and did not require approval. Over all data sets transmitted during the near solar examinations, in order to discern any subtler patterns that may have been overlooked. At first, as in the previous analyses, no pertinent data could be found. However, Dr. Aluko programmed the crawler to run over all collected datasets, not just those flagged for the area of interest. When the crawler moved onto wide area datasets captured far away from the sun, the possible presence of extremely faint but systematic electron activity was flagged from multiple sources. After reconstruction and combination of data from all available sources was performed, a unique pattern of background electrical activity began to emerge. Excerpt from interview 7090, 78. Tanya, thank you for coming. Hi, Dr. Lugo. How are you? I'm doing great, and you're about to be too, maybe. Why? Well, first of all, I had to call on a couple favors, but the upshot is there aren't going to be any more surgeries. At least for a long time, you're done with those. Really? Oh, that's good. Thank you. You're welcome. But there is something else. So, you ever, uh, see that old movie, The Wizard of Oz, or read the books? Huh? I saw the movie when I was really little, I think. No, I did. Tin Man, The Lion, The Ruby Slippers at all, right? Exactly. So, guess what? <laughs> Miss Scarecrow? Oh my god. We found it. Hey, it's okay. I know this is a lot. No, it's just... I'm just... I, I didn't think... I didn't think I had one. I didn't mind if it was weird. I just wanted to have one. And like, even though it's probably 
in some like weird ass magic jar or something. <laughs> I still fucking have one. I'm still like a person. So do you want to know anything else? You want me to stop here? Hell no! <laughs> Lay it on me. We've come this far, Dr. A. I want to know! So, you know how you just said you imagined it in a jar somewhere? Yeah? Well, how big of a jar do you think you can imagine? Description continued. SCP-7090-B refers to SCP-7090-A's brain, which occupies the entirety of an ellipsoid region of space bounded by the orbit of Mercury. It is theorized the brain has been in place for the entirety of the individual's lifetime despite remaining undetected by both Foundation and civilian astronomers. This was due to the fact that a human brain scaled to this vast extent has a density considerably lower than that of intergalactic space. The brain only became detectable after Foundation sensor upgrades allowed the sun's electromagnetic background noise to be almost completely canceled out. The mechanisms by which the brain can still function despite its extraordinarily low density, gigantic size, and physical separation from the individual are as yet unclear. It is further theorized that spikes in solar activity, corresponding approximately to the theorized location of the individual's thalamus, cause the individual's intermittent mild stroke symptoms. This allows Foundation astronomical and medical staff to have a measure of warning of the onset of these symptoms and for the individual's condition to be managed appropriately. The patient's disposition and mental welfare have significantly improved since the discovery of SCP-7090-B. The lesions on their scalp are now almost completely healed, the patient's hair is regrowing, blood pressure is now baseline for the patient's demographic. We have received continued requests from L4 for more data collection surgery, and I've reached out to a former colleague to raise my objection at a level likely to put these requests to a stop permanently. Notice, by order of the Ethics Committee, surgical experimentation on SCP-7090 is suspended indefinitely. Medical Researcher T. Aluko, M.D. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community. Hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. 
Original authors make this podcast possible. So, credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work, and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know, if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLite 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons ShareLite 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people, or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.